Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Dancing to the Music. I am Kathy Barrett, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of life. And life is something we shouldn't do alone. So I invite you to spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain. Are you experiencing relationship issues with your significant other in your friendships, family relationships, or in your business dealings? Well, today's show is What are you looking at? And it's about perception and the traps that we can fall into when we think that our view is the only view. Now, my special guest today is someone very close to my heart. It's our go-to person on relationship issues, Jane Harris. Jane Harris is of Relationships by Choice. Uh, Go to www.relationshipsbychoice.com for more information about these services that Jane offers. Welcome, Jane, and thanks for coming to the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I loved your introduction, Kathy. Wow. That was fantabulous. (laughs) Woo! I'm ready. Thank you. You're ready. You're all lit up, right? I'm all lit up and ready to go. Okay. So why don't we start with what is perception? Let's define perception. Do you mind if I just... I, I actually went and looked this up on Wikipedia. And, of course, I'm just taking a small, you know, one kind of not even a full sentence of what their description was. But I thought that it was very simple and easy for people to understand. And Wikipedia said perception is shaped, something shaped by our learning, our memory, and our expectations. So, Jane, what do you, how do you feel about that Wikipedia's definition, and you have anything to share about that? Mm. Well, I, yeah, I mean, and I would also add to that that actually I think all that, I read the other day actually something which I'd like to share, and, and I realized out of that um, what you just got from Wikipedia, which I would think is a very smart uh, thing to do, is to look up the word, um, is the learning memory, what did it say, learning memory and experience. And yeah. what I work on as a coach... Well, not, ac- not experience, expectations. Oh, expectations, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, to me, all feeds into a belief, from those things, we we get a belief, and I work all that. Uh, I work all the time with that with uh, clients in in their limiting belief systems or any kind of belief system that they don't even sometimes realize is there. So I read this the other day. Perception is a belief, which is a thought fueled by emotion that leads to an experience or action. And if you want to transform your life, we need to check out our BS. I like that, BS, <laughs> meaning belief <laughs> system. <laughs> and also Byron Katie, if anyone's familiar with Byron Katie, there's some wonderful work about around this kind of stuff. And, you know, always ask, asking yourself, is it true? Is it really true? So that's what I have to offer there. 
that's beautiful and very, it is very true, isn't it? It's like there's a, a quote I found by Shakespeare that says, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. And then uh, the other one I, I read that I really identified with is uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, people only see what they are prepared to see. Wow. So you... when we talk about the, the limiting beliefs, right, because what you what you brought up, the limiting beliefs, I interpret that or, or the way that I look at that, and uh, excuse me for popping off here, is um, emotional wounds, the history, the programming. Mm. Do, you, do you see it that way in terms of limiting beliefs? Or the, I, I see it as the origin of where those limiting beliefs come from. Mm. That's, uh, that's really good thinking. Yeah, I, I would say that's where a lot of limiting beliefs come from. Yeah, absolutely. I would, if I can sort of add to that, is that, um, uh, you know, what experiences, you know, have you gone through in your life um, where, you know, something's happened to you? I remember growing up uh, thinking that I was not smart enough or good enough. My father was a very brilliant, well-educated man, and, um, and, you know, he said that I had a butterfly brain, and I went. I left school when I was 15. I went to 10 schools in 10 years, so I had all this skewed perception, really, of really that I was not smart enough or good enough. So yeah, I mean, it's very could be very uh, damaging. Um, a lot of stuff we go through at an early age that can actually shape, and and it's sort of the lens that we start looking through others and ourselves and at life. Through. So give me so give me a, a, an example as I'm not smart enough how that how that kind of would impact your perception in a situation that's happening now. Um, it's hmm. a good question. Not that it does because I know you've done all this all what? this amazing work on your I said not that it does, it does because I know that you you've done all this amazing work on yourself but just as an example for you know for people to be able to go from uh, having that original kind of programming thing happen in younger mm. years to how it impacts the life now mm. well, um, I would say Say not so much now. Well, well, let me if we can go back just like five years. I, you you all remember this when I went to back to school at age fifty-seven. I went to NYU. It was terrifying. You know, you got to remember I hadn't been at school since I was fifteen. So how many years is that? That's uh, forty-two years. And. Um, Oh, it was just, uh, just it was, it was really the best and the worst of times for me that year. And I went there to get trained and certified as a coach. And um, it just, you know, it, it, it totally, I was shocked. I mean, because I got all A's. I was like, are you sure you've given the papers to the right person? Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? 
Um, so that was really, um, and I'm not saying I don't still go through it now, and I'm just trying to think of a situation where, but that was a big thing that, uh, where I really pushed myself to heal those wounds that were, was giving me that perception. So how do we not fall into the perception quicksand? If we all have, let's say we all have blind spots, about who we're being or what our limited belief systems are. Mm. How do we not fall into that perception quicksand? Because it is kind of something that is being, and and I, I read this too, Wikipedia also, part of their longer definition was that perception depends on complex functions of the nervous system. But what's really interesting is that subjectively, it seems mostly effortless because the processing happens, it's the definition said, outside conscious awareness. Hmm. So we have this we have this thing that happened to us when we were younger. We have this programming then that's in our com- little biocomputers. And then we, you know, we're blind to it. Hmm. And it starts leaking out into all our relationships, whether it's personal, you know, uh, you know, family, um, business relationships. So if we have that blind spot, how do you think we can kind of step outside of that to be able to become aware that we have the the blind spot? Mm. Um, well, blind spots, oh, they're such slippery little buggers. I mean, it, it just is a really hard... Um, uh, thing to to really I, I would say um, about not falling into the perception trap is that the biggest gift actually you can give yourself um, or, or to give someone is to put yourself in their world. So if we're talking about two people in a relationship, not necessarily a love relationship, but it can be a friendship, it can be a um, a working relationship, that the way not to fall into the perception trap and to stay over where you are, because we get very caught up in our own stuff, that to really, um, I remember Werner saying, um, you know, because you you know, were doing the landmark form, but the biggest gift you can give someone is to put yourself in their world, walk in their shoes. Now, um Unfortunately, it's hard to do that, to, to see that you have a perception problem also. Um, but, it's you know, that's the great thing about having a coach because I know it's easy when I coach because I have a bird's eye view um, and I can kind of see where people are trapped. And, you know, sometimes they don't even hear themselves, you know, what they're saying and the situation that's going on. So, And also being a really good listener is key. And not many people take the time. So it's it, the two things, I think, is to put yourself constantly in someone else's shoes and see it from their point of view. And also just listen, really deeply listen to somebody. That was a long answer. I apologize. <laughs> I went round and round. No, no, no. It's, that's, that's great stuff. I think the other thing, too, is if if we're coming from that that place, you know, that younger place, let's say, even now, you know, whatever, I'm not smart enough, and, 
you know, for me, it's a sense of self-imposed responsibility. Like I tend to, uh, you know, this is where I can really annoy and piss people off. <laughs> I have this self-imposed responsibility. So as an example, yesterday we went to, to see a, a senior family member. And I, my opinion, my my feeling was that their health was declining. And I immediately went into emotional upset. So there's also, just to add to what you say, I think there's something physical we feel. You know, there is some kind of physical shift in our bodies that if we just begin to stay tuned to that and notice it, that that's an alarm that can, you know, it can be alarm that sets off that, uh uh-oh, we're going into a perception. You know what I mean? Because I felt myself, you know, starting to panic and so then I kept like a, almost an, a, an additional eye looking at my behavior. And so I, I noticed that I just started telling my husband, we should do this and we should do that. And I immediately like jumped in to con- take control of the situation. And my husband handles things very differently from me. He's very calm. He's very sensible. He has his, his own way of dealing with um, things. He doesn't react the same way, you know, that I do. I, I tend to go into panic and then... Or, you know, just all out war to try to, you know, fix whatever the situation I perceive is. And when I don't feel that same energy coming back, I then perceive that the other person is not getting the severity of what I'm feeling, which makes me panic even more. So I just noticed all this, like, emotional turmoil. And the more I pushed, the more upset he was becoming. So... um you know, and then we started talking about it. We were able to discuss it. So it was really helpful, like you're saying, to have a coach in the case of us. We were just, okay, this is some this is a familiar pattern. Let me stop and let's try to discuss it and let me try to help you see blah 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 and blah 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 so that you can recognize that you're just you know, you're going into a usual pattern here of perception. Because that's kind of perception, even though I think I'm doing a fabulous thing, I'm doing, oh, I care and I love this person, I'm just trying to help. On the other side, he was feeling challenged and kind of backed into a corner. And then my perceived, you know, behavior and caring, he's not perceiving that way. He feels kind of battered and and bullied. So the impact on him is that, you know, he feels disrespected. And, And that's kind of what finally snapped me out of my perception quicksand. It's like, wait a minute, I'm doing this so lovingly, but I'm not getting that, in, you know, I'm not get, I'm not, the impact that I want him to have, he's not having. So that's forced me to stop and look at it. And then he clearly said to me, wait a minute, go back into your personal situation and see if, like you said, stand in the other person's shoes. So I had a similar situation happen in, in my life. And when I went doing things the same way that I was telling him to do things, the response wasn't good. Other people felt bullied and kind of like that I was taking control of the situation. So that finally snapped me out of it. And what I get, what I got out of yesterday was that I didn't take his comments personally, right? So if someone is sharing something with us, if we start to take it personally, then instead of just being in the um, perception quicksand, then we're swirling around in the victim whirlpool, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then totally lost, right? Because then it just becomes they said, they said, or he said, she said, and then you're in this battle that is so far 
from where you both want to be. You know, it's just you're both coming from a place of love, but it's it's caught up in all of these different perceptions. So I just let go, and and that was like a major major leap for me to just be able to trust that it's not my job to be responsible for everybody. Do you know what I mean? And trust mm-hmm. and let go that others will be able to handle it, and they will. Mm. And so, anyway, I just was, I mean, that was pretty long-winded answer um, as well, but I just wanted to add that I felt, the shortcut of it is I felt emotional stuff going on. I could feel physical changes in my body, and it mm. was like that was now that's my alarm, that, uh-oh, you're going to that place. So now I can actually pause and not go there. So mm. it's really, I think, you know, breaking that down for ourselves, taking and taking responsibility that we do have wounds, all of us, that we're kind of dealing with. So mm. if we say, okay, I'm a wounded soul, and let me look at what those wounds are, like you did as well, and where they come from so that I can be aware of it. So it's really also taking responsibility for it, recognizing the physical and emotional change that happens in the body, and pausing, being a good listener like you're saying, uh, trusting someone else to kind of coach you and guide you through the process, and having a commitment to kind of break through. Mm. And I'd like to just offer you something else, if I could. And I may be wrong here, but just just a... um, a little add here that um, what what struck me about this situation, and I may have missed it, was that Annie, uh, your husband very clearly got the impact on you, or what was going on with you. But I'm wondering, did you get not the impact on him about what was going on with you, but how was he feeling about the 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 family member who was sick, what was the impact on him? Uh, he was he was aware of the same things that I was aware of, but he was handling his way of handling it was different. There was not panic attached to it like for me. Mm. So he obviously Concerned. had maybe saw something or did you ask him what his kind of well we don't have to go into this now but yeah. But just to ask him what his perception was. What 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 was what was his perception? It was asking the same. someone else the same. It was he was just same, handling he, it different. Yeah, he was handling it differently. Okay, got you. You know, and mm. so he was feeling pressured and disrespected because I wasn't giving him the opportunity to do it the way he saw fit. Hmm. And I was coming from my wound place of self-imposed responsibility, mm. you know. So, anyway, so I thought this was going to be a simple example, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got into the emotion of it. See, you were reliving it. That was very interesting because yeah. it was yeah. so new, yeah. so new. Yeah, yeah. well, congratulations, Kathy. No, that was really, really very good work on your part. Whoa, I mean. Well, I'll tell you, you know, these show topics really put me into action around my life. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. But we were talking before we came on the air, and, you know, and you said, oh, please mention this on the air, but it's true. I mean, if you think about it, we are a planet of wounded people. 
you know? And so one of the things that I think is really important, and, and you say this too, put yourself in the other person's shoes. So if we all recognize that we're wounded and we take the time to look at what those wounds are and we look a little further to to, to think about where does that impact my life and my relationships, I think it'll be pretty clear if you just keep staying open to it. I think you'll be able to see everything you need to see about it. And But just imagine if we all, like, for a moment, did that kind of work and then had compassion for the other person, did put ourselves in their shoes. And as soon as we look at them and say, well, that person is wounded too, it kind of dissipates the anger because I think, I don't know about everybody else, but I immediately feel more compassion. And when you feel more compassion for the other person instead of anger or, you know, resentment or uh, hurt or, you know, whatever it is, then, you know, there's a sense of peacefulness and freedom that comes from it that otherwise you're you're always at war. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think it, it's also, um, just to add to that, I think that's why it's very important, and I think you may have mentioned it um, earlier about not taking things personally, because mostly we're all operating out of our wounds, and it's not about the person you're actually, you know, I mean, like the situation you had yesterday wasn't really about that. It was bringing up a lot of past stuff, a lot of past wounds, and you actually happened to see that. So that whole thing, I think it was Ruiz said in his book about not taking anything personally, I think is is really gets us out of the realm of being indignant or egos or that kind of stuff and really being, seeing underneath whatever's the front of that person's going on, the anger, the just whatever, they're, how they're being with us, to see that wounded person underneath, I think is a great perspective to take on as, as a practice. Absolutely. So do you, can you give us some steps to take when we find ourselves in a they said, I said kind of an argument? Mm. That would be helpful. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, well, it's really, really great because, you know, God, I, I mean, I have this in my own marriage, you know, and, um, I, <laughs> and my, this is my thinking on it. Okay, so um, unless you're in a court of law and even then, all that I said you said is all hearsay, right? right. So what I, what I practice in coaching um and what the what I uh, you know um, coach my clients in is best not to get into the weeds. What I call the weeds, trying to fix mm-hmm. something that's already gone and done with or whatever. But focus on what you're mm-hmm. going to create moving forward. And then the big one for me, and I pra- have to practice over and ago, over and over again in my relationship and my marriage, is give up being right. Mm-hmm. Because they said, I said, that kind of thing is all in the being right realm. And, you know, that wonderful question I love to ask is, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? (laughs) And you know what? Most of the time, Kathy, with my husband, God, I want to be right. And I am right, (laughs) God damn it. I am. I am. But, you know, when I ask myself that question, 
it really turns around for me. And I, I, I ask it to myself through gritted teeth. Do you want to be right? Or do I a relationship? As I, as I, as I like pinch my teeth and my, and my um, fists, you know. But it does, it does, yes, it does release me from that. Yeah. Because I see what's important to me. Huh? Yeah. Go ahead, Donnie. No, I was saying being right, being right is almost like a cancerous tumor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not that I'm making light of cancer by any means. No, I know. By any means. I mean, that was a poor choice of words, really. But it's it yeah it's just something that doesn't serve us that kind of needs to be removed but i i am right with you baby i do <laughs> love being right <laughs> well and so and breaking also, it down yeah go ahead. go ahead i'm sorry no go ahead sweetie no, go was, ahead finish your thought i was getting back to the steps yeah i wanted to bring you back there yeah so well that's all i have to offer that's it okay so just give up being right yeah, and and uh, you know, stop trying to fix something and and uh, getting stuck there. Focus on what you're going to create moving forward, and make requests. And uh, you know, obviously, voice what doesn't work for you, what would work for you. You know, it's all kind of forward-based, future thinking, conversation, because you know. It- you know, you've been in those weeds um, with your husband, I have with mine, and you just go round and round and round and get more and more frustrated. And what do you end up with? Nothing. 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 No, it's true. What's the number one perception issue you come across in your coaching? Oh, with women? Uh, well, you know, the complaints and the stuff I hear and all perceptions issues is all the good men have gone or they're married or gay. Mm-hmm. Men are jerks. You can't trust them. They only want one wow. thing. I'm too wow. fat. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not this. I'm this. But, oh, so much, so much stuff I have to work with. Oh. Wow. So and it's that, amazing. That's I wish. Um but 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 no, it's it's really amazing when clients get to see that the it's made up perception belief stuff they have and once I work with them and they get past that, I gotta tell you, a huge it's like you've taken off the sunglasses off their eyes and they they see the world and themselves totally differently. It's miraculous, miraculous. It is miraculous. Okay, so we learned some big lessons. So it's giving up being right and stop trying to fix, and there is no he said, she said, just give it up and come to, you know, realize what's important and where you want to go from that point on and get out of the weeds and stop fighting and trying to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, look how many wars. I mean, you had said this at the beginning. I was very moved by, you know, our conversation earlier about, you know, what's going on in the world and how many people are killed. Like, you're right. I'm right and you're wrong. Look how many thousands, millions of people have been killed because of that perception. I'm right and you're wrong. True. True. Well, it's been, I can't believe, do you believe that there is, Two minutes and thirty oh, seconds left. You've got to start oh, doing our shows, Cassie. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, but I need a staff. 
Uh, stay with me, though. I have okay, a few well. announcements. First of all, I want to thank you so much for coming to the program and all of your wonderful insight. And everybody go to um, relationshipsbychoice.com and read all about Jane and the wonderful work she's doing in the world. Jane's going to be back with us from time to time as our go-see relationship person. Um, Wayne Dyer, the best-selling author and motivational speaker, says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that is a wonderful, wonderful quote, and I have it pasted all over my my house, and I just have to bang myself on that (laughs) to remember to really go to that place because if we take responsibility for ourselves, uh, we will see other people in situations with a different clarity. And um, let's see, we invite you to fan the show on Facebook. If you missed BTR Live, you can listen to the show in archives. Tune in every Tuesday at noon. I'd love to be your office mate. This is a no-calorie show, so have us for lunch. Bring us along. You can load your BTC onto your iPod and take us with you on your walks or your run. I'd love to be a part of your week, and I invite you to be a part of mine. Next week, Wake Up Call. Mary Mazzarella, a cancer survivor, shares her personal journey of being misdiagnosed with hemorrhoids, only to find that she was in a fight for her life with anal cancer. Mary was diagnosed around the same time every front page media outlet was showing stories about Farrah Fawcett's battle with anal cancer. Health and fitness expert and author Laura O'Reilly will be here to guide us about prevention and screening. And I have to say that my wish for this week is that we all recognize that we are individual sticks of dynamite. Words <laughs> can be dangerous weaponry and we should speak with care and take responsibility for our wounds and just have some compassion so this is Kathy Barrett blowing you kisses and Jane blowing you kisses from behind the curtain I'll be back next week and I'll hope you tune in and to then I love you Let me just call